Ashley Paragoy here, and welcome to the Rooted for Riches podcast, where I get to share all of the good, quick wins and tips to creating your seven-figure lifestyle as an online business owner. And I also combine everything from team to scaling to funnels for my sister company, Funnel Brew, and I can't wait to dive in, so let's jump right to the episode. Hey, so let's talk about Web3. And if you are like me, when I heard this term, I was like, what the heck is Web3? What does it mean? And I instantly went in and did my due diligence, literally spent most of the day yesterday going into this. And I'll tell you kind of what things I put in place already just to be on top of things. And also what you can do, obviously, and also break this down in very simple terms because again, full transparency, I'm just now learning more and more about this. And I have a little funny story that I will share with you as well, but that will be in part two of this because um, I don't want to overwhelm you. So I'd rather you just listen to this piece first and then um, go to part two of this. If at the time you're listening to this, it's not published yet, you know what to do. You'll just wait another week and then it will be there. Um, but basically, let let me just kind of go over what Web3 is in the simplest terms possible. So it is a decentralized platform or search engine, so to speak, that is private. So as of right now, what I've found is that there are two there could be more, obviously. Um, but there's two um, search engines that are for decentralized websites. Those are called Bravo and Opera. And if you don't already have a de- decentralized domain, which I'm going to break this down, don't worry, then that's pretty much the platforms that you would be on once you do have that. So to break this down in really simple terms, like if you want to think about when dial-up internet came out, if you are too young to remember that, I just told you my age. <laughs> um, but I remember when it first came out, and I believe that the name of the search engine was called Prodigy. If, if, if my memory serves me correctly, I remember coming home from school. I think I was in middle school and we had internet and it was all through dial up. And I think the only thing we had was Prodigy. And this was, you know, when not everybody had a domain, not every, you know, store was really in tune with, um, you know, all the things that coincided with creating a website. And if you can go back and remember, like they were very basic. Um, You had to know how to code. There was no real option to drag and drop and all those things. So it made it difficult. Um, And it was some, it was a learning curve, right? For so many businesses. And that's kind of where web three is. So let's just consider that to be web one, right? So web one was that dial up prodigy and then came AOL and then outrolled you know, everything from Safari to Firefox and Google Chrome. And now we've got these other two for web three, which are Bravo and Opera. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Opera. So the way that a decentralized domain works is that it is more private. So right now, think about web two, as in current, like what we most of us are using the public sector. Um, it is public, meaning like 
each platform kind of owns all the content they can regulate. That's why we sign those agreements and all those different things that we're going into okay, right? So when we're posting on social media, technically that platform owns whatever content that we are creating and they can regulate that, okay? In addition, the the public sector of it is, you know, wide open. So this benefits everybody from, you know, the government to, um, you know, other platforms that have connections with these, you know, or collaborations, you know, all these things. Basically, it's just a shared network where everybody can access other data. That's why there's always been this like data, these data breaches that are pretty much constant. And that's a problem. So what happened is that more and more people are wanting to get into more of this private sectors. And then that's where it comes into like blockchains and crypto. And if you're like, Ashley, I ha this is like not me. Like, I don't know anything about crypto or, or, you know, the blockchain. That's me. Like I'm raising my hand over here so high. Um, my 19 year old son was actually, he's actually been into this for like a year. And um, I'm just now being like, okay, yeah, you were onto something and um, keep on at it because you're probably going to teach me some stuff. Um, but it, it's, it's a thing that is going to affect businesses like, your, like yours because in the future, definitely not right away. This is not happening overnight. So don't, don't freak out. But here's how you can prepare and here's what I've done. So to have a decentralized website domain, universal. This is something that you would use everywhere. And um, right now you can buy your domain. So I suggest that if there's any domain that you want to really hold on to, go get it. Um, so there are, there's two different types. One, you can access on unstoppable domains, which granted was the easiest domains to buy and they weren't as expensive. Um, but basically it's like, you could take your domain, like let's say, okay, for example, ours is um, for my sister company, Funnel Brew, it's funnelbrew.x. So I purchased that domain, haven't done anything with it, but that could be a domain that lives on one of those private sector platforms. And I've already got the domain ready and it was fairly cheap in all the things. So I got that. The other one is called an ENS domain. That one is confusing me the most, but I purchased that one too. It took me a while. It was a lot of back and forth with crypto and all this crazy stuff. So if you want to just designate a day to get this done, I just I highly recommend it because what people have done is they've gone in and and the people that have been aware of this for the longest and really been in tune with it, they've purchased a lot of domains that you know, a lot of businesses and brands are going to want because they're going to want to own this. And from what I'm understanding, the difference between a .x or a .ens um, is that, or ETH, I think it's .eth actually, <laughs> but the difference is that a .eth can go through like a subdomain. So I feel like there's just more control there. So if somebody bought like, say, um, marketing.eth, then they can sell 
subdomains under that, almost like a Google. All right. So it could be like a, um, all right, I want to purchase um, courses.marketing.eth. So I'd have to go through them. They would get a cut. They'd make money off of it. And um, then I would pay them. And then I'm tied to, to them in some regard. Um, I'm probably not explaining that the best, but this is like, this is why it's important for me to kind of come out and be transparent about this. Because if you're like, um, I still don't get it. Like I, I don't fully get it. I get it enough to know what I needed to do right away. And that was purchasing the domains. Um, to do that, yes, you have to have, you know, cryptocurrency. Um, there's a bunch of different cryptocurrency um, sites that you can go through to set that up. Um, I would just Google and kind of get those reviews and, and choose one to whatever you're, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, I will tell you and be transparent that the ETH domain was a little more expensive. Um, I think it was around 200, $250. Um, but that covers the, the full year, which again, is that's more expensive than a, a regular domain, like say from GoDaddy or Bluehost. Um, and then the unstoppable domain, the .x, um, that those, they actually have like a couple different ones. You can get .x, .zil, and a couple other different ones, but they, they vary. Um, it's based on how many characters you have, meaning like the shorter the character, actually the more expensive. Then they also have a couple of um, like brand names there are actually reserved. So if you were to go in there and like type in like a brand name that you wanted to buy, it won't let you buy it because that is reserved. However, on the ETH side, I've noticed a lot of brands and things have already been purchased. Um, so I imagine that they're going to either sell that to the brand when those people want that or, or maybe subdomain it out. Not sure, but that's that. So it's a lot of information out there. It can be very overwhelming, but to simplify it, I would just suggest that you at least buy your domain that you're going to want to want later. Um, because what you don't want to do is wait till the last minute, prices go up, or you know, you're having to basically pay somebody else who already purchased the domain that you want, um, and then you're not gonna be able to get it. The other thing about this is that it's easy to um send money. So this is, again, all linked to the cryptocurrency. So let's say you are selling a service as an online business owner and somebody wants to send you money, they can just do it with your, with your link. They can, they can literally just say, okay, send this person money just using your link. So that makes it easy to, um, you know, transfer money, send money um, with that link. Everything is like triple double verified it was kind of annoying but i get it it is very secure um in addition the other ways that this is going to change your the way you do business is that first and foremost you're you're not everybody that's going to be on the decentralized domains they're going to be able to monetize based on like collaborations more so than now because let's say you are a brand and um i want to engage with your audience right you're obviously not going to give me access to your email list 
or your audience that is on, you know, your platform because you own that. But if I were to collaborate with you and pay you to basically market my services or you know offers or whatever to your people, you have the right to do that. And you get to choose who shows up on your platform and who you, um, who your clients and who your followers are, are going to engage with and resonate with the most. You have full control. So that's where a lot of businesses are going to uh, monetize in the future. Um, if, if this plays out the way that I'm understanding. Um, so content creation, as you have always known, is number one, because that's what's going to initially get people engaged with your brand. Um, and that's the only thing really that you'll be able to do outside of, um, well, I would say, I would say that that's going to be the thing, obviously, that will attract people in. And that that is 110% true because I see that change going with Facebook ads. And I'll need to do like a, um, a podcast on all the changes with Facebook ads and how people are running them because this is the direction that they are going. Speaking of Facebook, the reason why they changed their name to Meta um, is that they are going into this metaverse type of realm. And this is all going to link back to the sector of Web3. And even to add to that, um, there is a platform called Sandbox. This is what I've learned in my um, divings into all these things yesterday. Um, so Sandbox is in beta. It's not released yet. It is totally something that I was just like, what? Like, this is a game. But hear me out. So sandbox is some somewhere where like if you want to think about like i don't know if you if you have kids like roblox and minecraft and i wouldn't say that just kids play it but our kids did i never got into it um but it's kind of like that except what's happened is that big name brands have gone in and bought land literally virtual land and it's not cheap it's i mean we're talking like anywhere from US dollar wise, like 15,000 to 30,000 and, and more. Um, there's even a celebrity that is selling pieces of their land for millions of dollars in this sandbox. So sandbox, think about it as like a, a Facebook, right? So in the future, what they are predicting is that people would go into sandbox and this is a virtual reality um type of i guess it's a game but what i'm guessing is that people are going to just do experiences through this so let's say um you want to go shopping at one of your favorite stores well if this particular store or brand bought a piece of land and you go there and you can you know, go into that store and virtually shop or try on things like that's where this is going. Um, this is not where it's at right now, but it's where it's headed. And so when when 
people are buying this virtual land, it gives them full control over what happens in that land, whether you want to run events. So think about like summits or, or sales or, um, collaborations, you know, you own everything that happens in that land. Nobody else does not even the platform, but there's only so much of the land available. So once the land is gone, it's gone. So right now they are selling it. And um, the only way you can buy it after it's all quote unquote sold from their platform, then people that already own land can sell it. Um, so think about like, you know, you want to partner with a big, uh, like, let's say you want to do a collaboration with, you know, a well-known name and they own land, even if they don't own land, you can still collaborate. But if they own land, you can go in and like say, oh, I want to host an event on your land. And then it's like having your own little like private area. It's, it's really cool when you break it down, but it's a lot to consume when you're learning about it. Because my mind was literally just like mind boggled yesterday about all this stuff. Um, but I see that that's where it's going. So I could almost picture basically us, you know, living in this world of, you know, that more, you know, we're scrolling through Facebook versus we're actually playing out an action virtually and going to events virtually versus us doing it like through a video. It's, it's very it's very different. Like there's even celebrities that have already hosted events like concerts and things through that platform, even though it's in beta. Um, it was one of the founders actually, but yeah, so it's sandbox and also in sandbox, you can create, um, like wearable NFTs, which I'm going to get into part two of this, because this is going to be relevant to creatives. So if you're really artsy, if you really like to create graphics, like this is your jam because you have an ability to get in on this at a at a quicker rate um so that you're not like oh my gosh i should have done this sooner so that's for part two um but all in all right now with the with the web three moving forward i would just suggest that you get on the bandwagon sooner than later because we don't know if if rates are going to go up um when they're going to go up um and I don't want you to miss out on your domain for your brand. So worst case, or you know, first case is I would create that .x or you know something, one of their options and unstoppable domains. I will leave the link in the show notes. Um, and then the other um, place to get the ETH domain, I will leave that um, link in the show notes as well. And um, trying to think if there's anything else. Definitely create a cryptocurrency way to um, do transactions because you have to have that anyways to even buy these domains. And be prepared to um, also confirm your identity. So you have an option of um, sending in your driver's license or passport. Um, so I did my passport just because that was easiest and it was right next to me. So I don't have to go my purse. But um, so that's something that I would just do right away. If nothing else, just do that. And that way, at least you're like, okay, I'm ready for this, you know, web three to roll out. 
Um, and then just keep learning about it. Keep up to date on the things. And I will keep you up to date too as I hear of changes and I grasp different ideas at an even deeper level. Um, but for right now, I just needed to share this information because I don't want you to miss out. And it's happening. It's going to happen. It's going to be the way of the world when our, you know, if you have kids, like when our kids have kids, like this is going to be the norm um, where it, this, this more 2D experience online is going to transition to this AI. And we've heard about this for a long time and it, and it is in full action. Um, and the NFT world, that's taking off really quickly as well. And again, I do have a funny story to share with you on part two of this. So that being said, I will drop some links for you that are helpful to get you started and get you prepared for this um, for when it does, you know, become more of the norm. Um, it's never too soon. People are already using their .x, um, especially I think on Twitter, it's, it's actually a bit more um, common from what I'm understanding. Um, so yeah, I hope that this was helpful, uh, at least to get you started. And I will talk to you on the next episode when I dive in a little bit more about like the NFT space of where all this kind of comes into play. All right. Talk to you then. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, you know what to do. Leave that review. And if you want to learn more about how I can work with you to grow your seven-digit business, go to ashleyparagoy.com. Or if you want to learn how to build and automate your online course, then you definitely want to visit funnelbrew.com or funnelbrewschool.com, where we give you all of the templates, tools, and resources to scale in no time flat. So thank you again, and I will talk to you on the next episode.